Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Stone Table. Today is Good Friday, the sixth day of Holy Week, and together we are reflecting on the crucifixion and the death of Christ. This is part of a series of devotionals that include prayer, scripture readings, and a brief commentary to help you reflect on the final week of Jesus' life. This is meant to accompany the devotional booklet titled Eight Days, which you can find at baylife.org Easter. Before we begin, let's take a moment to quiet our hearts before the Lord. O crucified Jesus, Son of the Father, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, eternal Word of God, we worship you. O crucified Jesus, holy temple of God, dwelling place of the Most High, gate of heaven, burning flame of love, we worship you. O crucified Jesus, sanctuary of justice and love, full of kindness, source of all faithfulness. We worship you. O crucified Jesus, ruler of every heart, in you are the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In you dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. We worship you. Jesus, Lamb of God, have mercy on us. Jesus, bearer of our sins, have mercy on us. Jesus, redeemer of the world, grant us peace. Amen. And now a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 1 through 30. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail the King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? And Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king, Pilate asked? We have no king but Caesar. The chief priest answered. 
and finally Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross, and it read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the King of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it up to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Loving God, we know that you love us, so we confess that we have let you down. Every day we betray you, deny you, misunderstand you, and crucify you. We betray you when we are selfish or unkind. We deny you when we do not speak out for justice and truth. We misunderstand you when we justify our actions by misquoting your teaching. We are truly sorry when we wait for your word of love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Welcome to our Good Friday episode where we will be reflecting on the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, which next to the resurrection is the biggest event in the history of the Christian faith. Absolutely. It's foundational to everything that we believe as Christians. And, and because of that, it's a, a story that we've heard over and over again. And yet I think there's still subtle things in the gospel accounts that we might not have seen before. Mm -hmm. One of the things that takes place a little bit earlier than the events that we read in John in this episode, is that Pilate is unwilling to condemn Jesus, which in and of itself is a big deal. Right. Pilate is a, is, was notorious for mercilessly killing innocent people. Right, He yeah. never hesitated to do that. So right. this speaks volumes to Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. What we know historically is that Pilate had no problem being merciless and cruel and unfair if it kept him in power. Right. So it's a big deal that he's unwilling to condemn Christ. And in an effort to get out of having to sentence Jesus to death, he offers to release a prisoner in the mm -hmm. hopes that the crowd will ask Choose for Jesus' Jesus. release. 
but they ultimately choose a man named Barabbas. And, and that much is familiar, but what's fascinating here is what Barabbas's name means in the Hebrew Bar Abba, from the Father. Mm. Um, throughout John's gospel in particular, Jesus has emphasized his relationship with the Father. Um, and, and by that, we're referring to the, the first person of the Trinity. Um, he says, I've come from the Father. Uh, I've come to do the will of him who sent me. I and the Father are one. And so then at Jesus' crucifixion, the crowd says, we don't want this son of the Father. We don't want Jesus to go free. We want Barabbas. We want this other son of the Father. Mm. But the the irony is that Barabbas is not a, a son of our Heavenly Father, God. but he's the son of our Father, the devil. Yeah. Uh, and so the crowd chooses the wrong son of the Father mm-hmm. to go free, the one who is guilty and not the one who's innocent. Right. And as we take a look at the rest of the story and the sequence of events that follow this, we see Jesus being led out of the city of Jerusalem, which was a common practice in ancient days when people were sentenced to death. Right. It's actually the requirement of the law of Moses that if somebody's going to be right. put to death, they be led outside of the camp of Israel and then later on outside of the city of Jerusalem. Exactly. And the picture that this paints for us is that Jesus is being separated. Right. He's being separated from the city of Jerusalem. Right. And it's much like how the weight of sin separates us from the presence of God. And so here we see just a very clear picture of what Jesus does for us. Right. Yeah. It's it's this pattern that is woven into almost the fabric of creation because as soon as Adam and Eve sin mm-hmm. and they're sentenced to death, God kicks them out of Eden. Almost as if to say, you've been sentenced to death and right. you have to be removed from my presence. Right. Um, in the same way that when the people of Israel are sentenced to death for their sins, they're removed from the presence of the people of God and led outside of the city. And so it is this this pattern that's true in life, and I think we experience it in our day-to-day life. Sin separates us. Right. It separates us from communion with God, and it also separates us from one another. And Jesus endures that human separation that sin causes as he's led outside of the city to be crucified. The other thing that's important to note about what happens on Good Friday is that in many ways it's the fulfillment of Palm Sunday. We right. talked a lot about Jesus as the king, on Palm Sunday, and we talked about that sort of threefold office we see in the Old Testament, that Jesus is prophet, priest, and king. And what we see in Palm Sunday is Jesus being led into the city to be crowned as king. And the irony is that on Good Friday, Jesus is crowned, uh, but it's a crown of thorns. The irony is that on Good Friday, Jesus is given a purple kingly robe, that's what we read in John's Gospel, but it's a robe that's laid over his bruised and beaten back. And the irony is that Jesus is set on a throne mm-hmm. on Good Friday, but that throne is a cross. cross. Um, the soldiers think they're mocking Jesus. The right. soldiers think that they're making fun of Jesus. But the great irony is that this is the sort of king that Jesus is. That the, he was always meant to be. What the soldiers meant for mockery mm-hmm. is actually the fulfillment of what God's plan was all along. Exactly. This, the cross is where Jesus reigns. Exactly. This The cross is how Jesus conquers his enemies. That's right. The, the cross is how Jesus breaks the power of Satan. Mm. The cross is how Jesus sets his people free and delivers his people. Jesus is a king who reigns from the cross. And so what the soldiers and what Satan and what Judas and what the religious leaders all mean for evil has been God's plan from the foundation of the world to set his people free. And so the king that entered on Palm Sunday 
is set on his throne, which is the cross on Good Friday. So in light of all that we have heard, may you find in the cross a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope, and the assurance of sins forgiven. And may the blessing of God go with you now and forevermore. Amen.